the Blue Beetle. the thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventures. Hi, I'm Paula, and this week we are back. We talk aliens, robots, magic, and like usual, Brandon gets emotional. Damn emotional. Damn emotional. That and more on this week's Quick Flips. This is Brandon, and this is Quick Flips. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while, you know, little having bit. babies and such. It uh, wouldn't have been that long, but a lot of things happened that uh, we didn't plan along with the time off we were taking for the whole baby situation. Mm-hmm. I lost my voice at the end of that pregnancy, so we couldn't record. This is true. Yeah, so now we've been reading like crazy, and we're ready As to... Always. Yeah, exactly. So now we're ready to uh, go over some books. I feel like I'm your hype man. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as always. Yep. Uh, uh. <laughs> Come on. You just want to get right into it? It's been a long time. I know. I've been talking superhero books for too many weeks. Let's talk about some some stuff that gets some... a little less attention. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Where do you want to start? Um, I was thinking about Ghost Tree. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of... Uh... I haven't had a chance to take a look at the first two issues of this book yet. Although I was really excited, you know, when I saw both the art and the um, the, the solicitation for the first book, I thought it was like brilliant looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the art's awesome. Actually, you showed it to me because you thought the art was pretty cool, and then mm-hmm. I decided I was gonna read it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. We both kind of thought it was going to be this uh, samurai story kind of, st- you know, book. I thought it was going to be very mission oriented. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be as, dare I say, cute or emotional as you've been <sighs> telling me it has been. Yeah, it's pretty emotional. It's um, basically uh, this dude named Brandt. He's when he's a kid, his grandfather takes him out. Uh, to the woods and it's funny because when i first read it it was like this kind of weird sinister moment like follow me to the dark woods and he Mm -hmm. and he's telling this boy things that i would never tell a kid like you're very inquisitive go with that you know take chances go off into the woods alone and i'm thinking like who tells their kids to go off into the woods alone right um, so he, he tells him this and he's like, but here, let me show you. And he takes him to this like big tree and he, <laughs> it's the ghost tree. And all he says to him is, uh, 10 years after I die, meet me under this tree. Sorry. So, yeah. After he dies. After he dies. Hence yeah. the name. Okay. Yeah. Ghost tree. Now I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Brandt grows up. It just jumps to him on a plane. Right. And he grows up and he's going to visit his family he doesn't remember his grandfather told him this. It's really, it's just like a subconscious thing. So he goes to visit, <laughs> you know, it's under the guise of he's having like marital troubles and he's running away from his problems. But what's actually happening is he subconsciously wants to go back. Right. Mm. So he goes back and uh, gets up in the middle of dinner and goes off into the woods and what, and he sees something in the forest, like peering at him. So he follows it out into the forest, uh, to this tree. And it turns out that his grandfather's there and 
you know, he's a ghost. And his grandfather's like, oh, I knew you would come back. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't remember when you were a kid? I told you to meet me here. And he's like, no, I don't remember this. He's like, yeah, that's why you're here. And I'm just like. I'm assuming. Okay. So I know that you're you're being fairly cynical about it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, again, like I'm, I'm flipping through this here now as we're talking and man, is it a good looking book? I love these colors. We're going to talk about another, um, I have issue one here and we're going to talk about another book later. Uh, this, this episode that just does amazing work with these muted color palettes. Um, but I assume from what you're taking, I I still want to read this. I'm not going to lie to you because I think they're implying that this is preordained. Yeah. You know, that yeah. it is fate. It is fate. Yeah. What I don't understand, I've, I read the first and second and maybe I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, is it only his family that he can see or are only people in his family can see or people in his family in the past have been what able to see right those. <laughs> well, is it uh, his you... family or is it only his family that is a family or is there other families that family? Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like it. There's <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But, um, okay. So you mean that can see ghosts? Yeah. Can see ghosts. Yeah. But I don't think it's only his family of ghosts that he can see. I think that it's just people in his family can see all yes. ghosts. Can so see all, all ghosts. All people in his family can exactly. see ghosts. Over the years. As opposed to him being able to see his family specific ghosts, which is equally as odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, his grandfather's just sort of like warning him about it. He's like, oh, I, I kind of wish I'd never told you about this. Okay. Here's the thing, though. The, the grandfather was able to see ghosts, and now he's worried that, I guess, you know, Brandt is going to give up his living life to just hang out with the ghosts. Okay, so I, I'm more confused about what this book is about now since we've been talking about it. Yeah. I'm having trouble putting together this this kind of overarching story. Just like he goes mm-hmm. into the woods, he sees some ghosts, he didn't know he was going to go there, and now there's ghosts. <laughs> At, like, how do you make a series out of this? Well, that's what I'm wondering. It's like if the kids went to fucking Neverland and, and is like, Peter's like, hey, come with me to Neverland. And like, everything's great. There's no Captain Hook. There's no nothing. It's just like, we're awesome. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's no, what you're describing more. to me. No, no, no. Okay. So he's gone back. He sees his grandfather. As soon as his grandfather sees him, he's like, I should never have told you to come here. Okay. Right. So now it's like, there's some sort of foreshadowing, like something bad is going to happen. And you can so, you can tell that Brant really likes it there, talking to the dead people. Like, it's very, I don't know, I, like he's going to get lost within this world of ghosts or something. Mm-hmm. And there's like demons and stuff. It's really strange. But there's a, there's a couple side stories. One is uh, a dead girlfriend mm. comes back. Right. And there's like some stuff going on there. Uh, his marriage is falling apart. We don't know why. Uh, so now there's like this weird side story with this girl who's a ghost. So like, is he going to get lost in, in this ghost world and like try to rekindle a relationship with a ghost? Like, it's very confusing. Yeah. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know. I'm going to keep reading, I'm gonna keep reading it be because dropping? I want to know what the hell, it, you know, what, what are they trying to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. I just—you're <laughs> not selling it to me too. I know. This, was, this was one of the most anticipated, like issue number twos. But that's the thing that came out this week. You know how many emails I got from people? Like we have a very small YouTube presence, and mm-hmm. when you know, because we're a new YouTube channel, you know, a lot of people know us from other podcasts or from this podcast stuff, but they don't. You know, we're just starting out on YouTube, and from like the 
like less than a hundred plays we had on our new comic book day top five video this week it was like specifically took the time to dm me like hey man didn't want to didn't want to embarrass you but no it's you're not an bad. idiot i like it i i wouldn't i don't know it's okay it's good it's not what i thought it was i'm not really yeah. sure what they're gonna do with it uh it's it's a uh, so yeah. you're having the same problem that we talked about off air. Me having with uh, Punk Mamba there, yeah, where everyone's yeah. just like rave, so ranting and raving, and, and I'm like, like this uh, is. It, it does kind of feel like that. It's like let's take a whole bunch of good ingredients and put them all together and see what we can make. Yeah, you know? I, it feels like that. And I don't know about you, but it, like we've both been in and around the music scene for a very, very long time now. You know, I've had the opportunity to at least tour the majority of North America, like doing the whole band in a van thing, like multiple times. Uh, and now we're talking kind of about punk Mamba and books like mm-hmm. that, by the way, if, if you're confused, like there's a band in, there's in ghosts. ghost tree. Um, well, <laughs> there now, are ghosts in the van. <laughs> yeah. Like my point with that is just nowadays I'm at this point where it's like, if someone says that there's something about a band yeah. or like a punk rock voodoo priestess, ninja wizard thing mm-hmm. in a book um i'm like oh you know like it's it's a real letdown for me and that's why for example when i like i really want people to know when i talk so highly about books like for example uh, murder falcon um that is coming from a genuine place of joy from a person who's soured about the idea of um mm-hmm you know, music-based literature or or characters specifically. Like, it's like if we went back to the early 2000s and you were like, hey, Guy Ritchie's making another film about British gangsters. I'd be like, Mm. And so, you know, for for example, like, you know, that I'm going to also take a second to pump up Murder Falcon because, you know, it's done now. It's done and I'm like, I can't wait for this next. Like, it, it seems like it's going in a new direction. Like, I hope that there's more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved how it wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Murder Falcon? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, wait. Yeah. Credits. Ghost Tree credits. Let's do the credits for okay. Ghost Tree. Ghost Tree is written by Bobby Curno. The art is by Simon Gain. Colors are by Ian Herring with Becca Kinsey. And the letters are Chris Mowry. Cool. Sorry, let's go over. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon wrapped off well, wrapped up while we were off. You know, a lot of books wrapped up that we were really loving uh, while we were off. Um, obviously, we haven't got much of a ch- much of a chance to speak about Die on the mm-hmm. show either. But I feel because of how much Nick likes that series, it's going to find his, its way into you know an episode of Debate Comics or something like that. So yeah. I'm not super worried about it, but. Um, that book's also amazing. Yeah. Coming out in trade this week. Mm-hmm. It's too bad That's we can't awesome. pick it. Our rules, you know, uh, mm-hmm. predicate that we can't pick a, a trade paperback. No, I know. Or I would be picking either this week or next week. Either the first week of June or last week of May. Anyway. Doesn't mean we won't pick it up. Oh, I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, I love that these, um, uh, these, um, like second and third and fourth and fifth printings uh, of of all the die books, mm-hmm. it's almost like you want to get every one of those covers because you never know which one's going to be the collector's item, and yeah. they're also so beautiful. So just put them on your fucking, for, you know, slab them and put them up on your wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were going to talk about Murder Falcon, though. Yeah, we were. Uh, so the series wrapped up, written and illustrated by Daniel Warren Johnson. I can't think of who's on letters 
or um, colors on that book. I'm sorry because I don't have it up. Maybe you can find that what we're talking, my love. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the, this book wrapped up. I kind of got lost uh, in the in the middle few issues. I was so close at one point in the story to falling off, and it 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 just I was like walking that tightrope. I was almost gonna just hit the road. Um, and but something about the story, the energy, the spirit, the connection of the characters to each other kept me going. And when we got to this final issue with this like epic battle, and it's very you know there's nothing groundbreaking about it, but I think that what's groundbreaking about it perhaps is is, is the emotional resonance mm-hmm. of it. Um, they play with a lot of traditional themes of life and death and. Obviously, if you know anything about the book, you know what the the main character is facing, um, <clears throat> and obviously, you know what the 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 relationship to he and the murder falcon is. And um, I think it's just absolutely ridiculous because it's like if you took uh, you know the final act of Return of the Jedi and put it in a blender with um, you know. Uh, the end of Western or the decline of Western civilization, the um, punk rock documentary from uh, from the nineties. This is a weird combination. Uh, yeah, but okay. you, you put it, you put those in a blender, and you put in um, something with a kaiju or like what you know. So like, put in like Pacific Rim or like this new Godzilla <laughs> King of Monsters movie or something like that. Put them in a blender, and then just like hit that like super mush like highest mm-hmm. setting on the blender, and that is the final issue of um of murder falcon and like all our I'm analogies d- seem to be uh recipes and blenders <laughs> yeah, yeah and, you know put a dash of this drop of that sprinkle yeah. of that and just a whisper i like it know. yeah i often get frustrated if if people aren't through literature or through art trying to proceed further than others have before that have written about you know music or or um traveling as musicians or true crime around musicians or whatever it is you know like all of these things um it it really has to blow my hair back and murder falcon is one of those books that um absolutely did that because of because the most important thing about any endeavor that you do on the creative front is mm-hmm. always um it's a selfish thing. It has to be. And yeah. you can tell that that the writer, Daniel Warren Johnson, is getting a ton out of this book himself. Yeah. yeah. And for me, as, you know, looking at the music elements or looking at the, you know, the kaiju elements or the, you know, um, the very serious and grim kind of elements of the book, I can look at that and, and respect all of those things, even though some of them, maybe if I saw them in a book, normally I'd roll my eyes. But when mm-hmm. he puts it together, it works beautifully. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and I, I can't recommend the series enough. You know? Cool. I, yeah, I know. I still haven't read it. And you've been talking about it for a while. You read the first issue. Yeah, I did. At, like, <laughs> I basically like held you at gunpoint. <laughs> you know? I held I you at blender point. <laughs> Button point? Yeah. So yeah, do do we have a credit? Do you have a credits page there handy? By I any have the writer, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, yeah. and, and Mike also, Spicer. Mike Spicer is the uh, colorist, you're mm-hmm. right? So, and Russ Wooten on letters. I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Murder Falcon number eight. I think the trade paperback is out real soon. So if you if you can go out and get that, or mm-hmm. go out and get the floppies. I really like. I I love the art on this. I think it's so yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's very cool. 
and so honest and and that's what I like about it you know yeah. that's that's what I want from a project like this which is like literally if you pitch this to me it's like everything I would roll my fucking eyes at <laughs> you know normally so yeah. but at the same time I'd be like eh, kind of sounds fun because the 13 year old inside of me would be like all right let's do this <laughs> and that's what got me here you know to be honest it was an uphill battle for this book and I fucking love it yeah so, yeah cool all right what's up next um well <laughs> I was thinking Road of Bones. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to finish it. Yeah, I, you started, I started reading it, reading it and last I picked night. up your, your copy. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like, oh, this looks really good. So I'm stealing that from you. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to a Russian gulag. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, I love <laughs> the, the yeah. period piece thing about this and the folklore and everything. It's like, to, to me, this is, this is like the complete opposite of what we were just talking about with Murder Falcon, where it's mm-hmm. like, this is... This is like someone just threw a bullseye right in the target that is my, you know, brain. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Please continue. No, it's fine. Uh, this, uh, I guess you'd call him an uh, inmate, but that sounds like a much nicer version yeah. of what he actually is. He's going to basically spend his whole life in this freaking gulag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's working. He's uh, a chef, and he also does outside labor. Uh, he... St- steals food or hides food to give to uh, this mythical creature that's part of uh, Russian folklore. Yes. Uh, what was he called? Uh, Domovoy. Oh, yeah. There we or go. Domovic. Domovic. In the book. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, it's called a Domovic. So this creature guards your house. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you feed it and you keep it happy and it guards your house. So he's caught, you know, sneaking a piece of bread under this door um, and he's sentenced to 10 extra years plus double the labor, like 60 days of double the labor and all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of his friends at this uh, camp basically helps um, or proposes that they run away. Right. Mm-hmm. So they run away. And that's what uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they mean by road of bones. Yeah. Like I need to look into this a bit more. Apparently, this is a term that I was not familiar with but so they have to go through the mountains and they're they're basically going to die they don't have enough food they they just decide like we'll deal with that later and um i won't give it away but there's a bit of a twist at the end it's yeah I don't it's give it away I, i've got like i'm halfway yeah. through it literally i'm but sorry i'm, I'm i was trying uh, to read it before i came here today well it's you know it so it's it's got a little bit of magic in it you know if, if anything it's got a little bit of um yeah, magic in it. You'll see why. It's got a little magic in <laughs> it's it. It's very dark, though. Like, it's it's violent, it's dark, it's depressing, but it's got, a, like, a magical aspect to it mm. with this mythological creature. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really liked it. I'm going to continue reading it. Yeah. I'm glad I picked it up. The editor on this book is the same as the writer on your first book, Bobby Kernow. Mm-hmm. He edits cool. this book. Now, the I really like... Um, Another book that this artist draws called Sink. It's a comics tribe book. And it's very hard to get your hands on up here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is a handful of places. There is stores that you can get it. So, uh, you know, uh, if you want to see. awesome. Yeah, Sink is a really cool book. um, And that's why I checked out Road of Bones. Yeah. And it's a similar kind of uh, violent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think Sink is a Kickstarter um, if I'm not mistaken. And actually, for any creative artists or any like artists and, and writers out there that are working on comics, uh, 
Comics Tribe actually has a bunch of great materials on, um, um, you know, doing stuff on the cheap, learning how to do a Kickstarter, this sort mm -hmm. of thing. So uh, they do have a lot of resources on that front. And, and you know, the artist on this book, whose first name is, uh, is fucking Alex Cormack, is that right? Alex Cormack. Yeah. So, um, he you know, he he does some work with them and, and uh, Art on Sync, which is the only mm -hmm. book I've... I, I don't know either of these cats, but that was what made me pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to finish it. So I'm, I'm really excited. You're going to like it. Yeah. I really want to hear some people's opinions on social mm -hmm. media this week. So reach out to, to, you know, Paula or myself or, you know, we're, we're always on the exploding earths, mm -hmm. Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. So, uh, so far it's exactly the vibe that the cover promises. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to get what you think you're going to get, which I really like. Yeah. Especially in a week where it feels like we've been sold a false bill of goods on a lot of books, <laughs> most of which yeah. we're not talking about. Um, where are we here? So, uh, the credits road of bones okay. is written by rich Dweck. art and colors uh, are done by Alex Cormack. As I previously mentioned letters mm -hmm. by Justin Birch, and edits again. The editor on this book is Bobby Kernow, who was your the writer on Ghost Tree, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm up next. Yeah, yeah. You are. What the hell else did I read that I liked I don't this know. week? You read so much that it's... yeah, it's like it's all blur until I come back to the next issue, mm -hmm. and then it's. Uh, let's talk a little bit just quickly about Middle West because okay. Middle West is another book that suffered. I feel <laughs> suffered. <laughs> Because we have such a huge yeah. following that would mm. affect this book's sales. No, I mean, um, it, it's a book that we have not had an opportunity to talk about nearly enough, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I want to I talk about it a little bit more, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to get into it, remember? Yeah. I thought it was a little too quirky, too well, magical. Here's, well, it, it, it absolutely is yeah. quirky and magical. I need the right amount of quirk and magic. Well, here's the thing, though. We assumed that this was going to be this beautiful little adventure of a boy and his mm -hmm. fox kind of thing with, yeah. with all kinds of crazy people and whatnot along the way, which it is. However, yeah. there are some serious, serious philosophical questions about, um, say, for example, lineage uh, predetermining your course in life. So, for example, if your parents are X, then you too will be that or mm. this sort of thing, right? And also the choices that an individual must make that will – and the, the subsequent mm -hmm. effects of said choices on their life. Yeah. And they're very much things that I often find myself talking to our kids about, That's specifically the boys. Yeah. Um, and this book handles that in a really interesting way. I also find it unique that the uh, the book does feature cursing when I also know it is focused towards a young adult audience. Yeah. Which is interesting because for me, even taking the cursed words, the odd curse word into account and things like that and the darker tone that this book has really taken on, mm -hmm. um, I would not 
think twice about putting it in the hands of, say, for example, Nash or yeah. Ben when they were around the age of 10 or 12 even. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even, yeah, I would say 10 would be fine. I think that because I, I think that this book is is exactly, well, one, I think it's interesting that most of the, well, all of the cursing is generally done by the children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we know the kids curse all the time. They just don't do it around adults. Yeah. And, um, and then which I don't care, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. like because what's which one is more insulting? If they, you know, if they call me uh, a fudge and arsehole, you know, <laughs> like they think they're getting away with something, yeah. you know, or like you know, oh snap or so. Like mm-hmm. no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's just more condescending to me because it's like you're trying to get away with something. It just shows me that you're a coward. Yeah, yeah. You know, just swear. as a person, just swear. Just yeah. Swear. In any case, um, just fucking swear. <laughs> yeah, give me a fucking break. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay, let's get into the nitty and gritty on this series because we haven't talked about it since the first issue, which I said was a perfect book. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect first issue. You could do it differently, but there was no way that you could make it better. There was literally no way that you could make it better. Yeah. And while this series has been one that I've come on and off and on and off again, I continue to buy it and then read it in chunks. Um, because I think there's uh, there's a handful of things that are interesting. First of all, you have Scotty Young writing the book, and this is the guy who's writing the Deadpool book. Obviously, he's got some other great creative-owned stuff. If you talk about a book that like literally is like absolutely equal parts that that three contributors, you know the the story, the art, and the colors, and then they've also got the perfect lettering in this book as silly as it is you know yeah um we've talked about blambot before we i we love them because they help independent comics artists with free fonts that are professional mm-hmm. and unique to you know uh to their projects and then if you are a larger studio or your your studio and you know then you can purchase specific fonts or you can have people from blambot design fonts for you and you know um, um i love the, the 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 font work in in this book. I love the lettering in this book. I think yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, everything about this book is great. It's been a wild ride. There's been a lot of learning. You can't. I can't say enough about this book. I like the art. The it's perfect. It's yeah. fucking perfect. And you know what? There's for a guy who writes Deadpool. Yeah. The amount the the little bit amount of uh or the little amount of of writing. That there is in this book, in terms of the, he conveys so well, um, you know, the ideas and the little bit of of writing that he actually uses in the book. Mm-hmm. It's like anyone that wants to, for example, pack guys like Tom King on the back for going back and forth for forty pages, going bat cat, bat cat, <laughs> bat cat, bat cat, and like, oh my god, give him all the fucking awards. Mm. Um, no, look at You're Middle really West. About that. He, well, no, I look. He's at eighty five. He's going to be at eighty five issues when he when he ends. You might as well just let him, you know, run the gamut anyway. Mm-hmm. Because I already can't stand the book. Whatever. <laughs> so now they're going to let him do it in like an Elseworlds book or something with Clay yeah. Men. So at least it'll look beautiful. Yeah. Whatever. Um. But you know, and and there's a guy that as well. He's an amazing work with DC and like you know, Mister Miracle and and um, the I really like the the Dick Grayson. Uh, run that he did grace in there although i guess shooting him in the fucking head kind of negates that but in any case sorry so um you know this this book 
the writer of this book respects the fuck out of the artist and the colorist. Yeah. And obviously he's been working with uh, Beaulieu for the, for his entire career. He's colored everything that Scotty Young has ever drawn. Yeah. Or at least not not that he's ever drawn. But when he was looking for colors for Fairyland, I think that's when they started working together. Um, you know, so th- that's a team. Like this is a Absolutely. team effort and yeah. I respect the shit out of this and I respect the shit out of the book. Is it my favorite book ever? No. Is it as good as it can possibly be? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't wait to show this to Nash and Ben because yeah, I, I think yeah. this is like, uh, this is like if Harry Potter was an American from the Midwest who, when his parents weren't looking, put a cigarette in his mouth, you know, and mm-hmm, lit it up mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, yeah. and, and his parents weren't dead and, you know, it's his aunt and uncle who are mean to him. Mm-hmm. It's fucking his parents and his parents are the crux of who he has to become. Yeah. His, his parents' flaws are his flaws or are they? He has to decide that. It's a, it's a story about moving from childhood into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's as transcendental, I believe, as something like, for example, Stephen King's The Body, which has mm-hmm. obviously been adapted into Stand By Me, which is one of, like, the most important coming-of-age stories in film for our generation of boys, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that the, the, potentially that this could... Um, or should stand up as a, as an equal work of art. Okay. I agree. Sorry. So yeah. <laughs> a little too. A little too. Uh, you look so intense. Yeah. Like your hands. His hands are in fists. <laughs> okay. So Middle West, uh, yeah. written by Scotty Young, art by Jorge Corona, colors by Jean Francois Beaulieu, lettering by Nate Piecos of Blambot, as we mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah. If you haven't been reading it, I think the first trade is already out. And I think it's one of those $10 trades, if I'm not mistaken, from Image. Yeah. The $9.99 US uh, price books. But either way, if you got to pay 14 bucks for it, pay 4 15 bucks for this. Because, like, come on. Just shut up and pay your 15 bucks. <laughs> like, you know. Well, we know already. You go more for, like, the magical, uh, all the feels sort mm. of books. And I go for the torture, depressing, dystopian oh, I like world. A, I like a good torture. <laughs> <laughs> you like a little torture. I like a good a little mm. torture. Why aren't you reading Ascender then? Because that's going to be one of my picks this week. Maybe and I will. you've never read any Descender. Maybe and you I will. Read yeah, you got a lot of stuff to go back on because you, you, you know how. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of stuff to go back on. Yeah, I've been reading Port of Earth. Yes, yes. You you did that a few weeks ago in your uh, mm-hmm. in your top five list. So I actually tried to catch up. I believe they're on issue latest one is 10 <laughs> i'm on five so i'm halfway there okay i fell asleep with it in my hand last night just yeah. like looking into it and you know uh, the reviews and it's freaking awesome like i would yeah, love to see this as a movie or yeah. a series like it's so intense the mm-hmm. art is awesome uh it's got like this political feel to it uh basically aliens come to earth but not to uh like not in a not in like a let's be friends way or in a takeover kind of way. Yeah. They came over for a business proposition. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I know, right? I it's, love that. It's awesome. So then humans. It's very Deep Space Nine. I know. <laughs> humans are like, yeah, sure, totally. Let's do this. The business deal that they make is that they're going to build a port for alien spaceships to dock at and refuel. Now, the fuel that they've been able to use is uh, water. 
So these aliens, I guess, you know, other species can use water as fuel. So now they're going to dock and use our oceans as their fuel, very like minimal amounts. It's not like they're going to use all the water. And in exchange for letting them build the port on Earth, we get the technology to use water as fuel. So they teach us how to use it. Now, fresh water or salt water? Salt water. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. So. As you can imagine, there's repercussions. Of uh, the like you can't gas industry. But yeah. Well, no, the <laughs> gas industry. Our largest oxygen source. Let's just screw with it. Well, the, you know, the, like, uh, gas mining basically so all of these people go out of business it affects industry big time the water is now fuel yeah now there's rules in place right that basically ensure that humans and aliens won't see each other the aliens are not allowed off the port and the humans are not allowed on the port oh, that's so gonna work just perfectly no fine. i know and up until this point where i've been reading it hasn't really been an issue with humans going to the port really because i thought i remember seeing something in the preview for issue no 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 no, no 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 the aliens have left the port. Okay. The aliens are leaving. They're killing people. Uh, there's a group of aliens that teleports to a little town and mm. eats a bunch of kids. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really messed up. Wow. It's pretty dark because they don't, you know, they don't know. They're just carnivores, right? And yeah. like humans are just, oh, something ain't eat it. Like they don't know. So, you know, humans and aliens have to be kept apart. Now, here's the part where it gets kind of weird. And yeah, the way that it's, it's written is really cool. Um, the way that the book is written is there's this constant interview happening with the uh, ESA, Earth Security Agent uh, Director. This guy's name is Tom, right? What is so, it like? It's like an episode of The Office? No, no, no. You know what? Um, there was another book that I read. Like, okay. There was another book that I read that was like this, and it was The Terminator, remember? Which no, not the book? Terminator. I'm sorry. No, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking of like robots, but yeah, Robocop was written that way where like was it, it would segue. The one, the citizens yeah, arrest? Yeah. Yeah. Citizens arrest. It would like you'd get little tidbits from reporters, like the but news. But that's how the report. movie is. Yes, I know. But that's how this is written. This is my, ex- oh, okay. this is what I'm saying. So he's not so, speaking to you. It's not like a bro- No, he's speaking to the reporter okay, and so they're doing an interview. Okay. It's just like ongoing interviews okay, right okay, okay. so anyway there's this uh these esa agents and their job is to protect the aliens but you know the way that it's proposed is they're protecting the aliens but in reality they're the aliens are killing us so the aliens come and kill us and you know we have to we're not allowed to retaliate we just have to assure them back to the port and get them off the planet, right? There are no rules as to whether they can come back or not or which species can't come back. So it's got a really interesting political feel to it in that sense. Now, at this point, a couple of these ESA agents are now sort of doing their own thing. Like they're reacting. They're starting to fight back. And, And I mean, I know that other people can read ahead and I don't know what happens, but the last thing I read is they got on a helicopter. They stole a helicopter. They commandeered a helicopter Mm -hmm. to go to the port because there's an alien that has kind of gone off and he's just blowing people up and he's suicide bombing himself. And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's got a, a, it's got a real predator thing going on. Yeah. It's got like a real (laughs) predator slash commentary on, um, Commentary on immigration. This guy, you're only on issue 
fucking seven. This guy's blowing himself up. <laughs> I'm on issue five. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm halfway. Yeah, you're so a lot. I, oh, I really want to catch I up. Love I'll that probably feeling, catch up by tomorrow. Yeah, I know. There's so I, much left. I love that feeling. Like when you're caught up on on a on an ongoing title. Yeah. It's it it's such a fucking bad feeling. I know. Like, well, well no, yes it's also no. the greatest feeling because you like walk around all but day being like wait. I know what no one else does no, yet I know. because I was at the store at eight thirty on Wednesday yeah, to exactly. pick up the book and read it. You know, but um I, know. I like collecting a few issues anyway. Like I you know. do the same thing with Gasolina. Yep. You would buy them in sets of five yep. and then read them. You need to have – well, it's nice to binge, right? Yeah. Because it's not long. It's not a long book or anything. It's It's, it's impossible a quick with read. an ongoing, yeah. but still, yeah. But it's been fun. Like since I started reading it, I got, I went, I got five issues deep in one day. And by one day, I mean in like one afternoon. I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Basically, the only thing that stopped me was sleep. And unfortunately, there's no magical pill to uh, <laughs> stop sleep and keep you rested. So, No, this is true. The writer is Zach Kaplan. Mm-hmm. The artist is Andrea Muti. The colorist is Vladimir Popov. Letterer, Troy Pateri. Well, it's awesome. Read it. You know, you know me. I like my post-apocalyptic alien crossover it's the end of the world kind of shit so it's awesome all right so let's finish off with the goon i really (laughs) you you see you just seem riveted by this the goon the goon yeah okay this is a book from albatross Mm -hmm. and uh man this book hit me out of nowhere with issue one and I fucking love this book. And issue two just came out this past week. I love this book. I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> and okay. we're done. Thank and we're you. Done. It's been great. No. Um, okay. So much in the spirit of my blender analogy from earlier. Can I give you another blender analogy? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's take all of the, you know, great monster movies. Okay. And let's, so just off the top of my head, like a little bit of Frankenstein, a little bit of Dracula or Nosferatu, probably more Nosferatu at at this point. Um, Maybe some, and some zombie goodness and some mummy goodness. Throw them all in there. Boom, 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 boom. And then get uh, Goodfellas. Put it in there. Hit that old blend button I like so much. Yeah. And we've got this book. This book is brilliant. Basically, you have this uh, you're in this supernatural world with all these monsters running around uh and it picks up in medius res which i love it's literally uh the goon and a couple of his buddies who are complete idiots and mm-hmm. i love i love them uh getting off a boat that they've been kicked off of because they like they had some misadventure previously and burnt a bunch of shit to the ground and whatnot right mm-hmm. so he's coming back to the town with no name which is where this book takes place and um he has basically at some point it's 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 said in the story that he um cleaned up the streets he cleaned up the zombie epidemic kind okay. of thing beating them all up and yeah, whatnot yeah. and at one point it's funny zombie they, hunter. they go in no no he's not a zombie hunter okay he's a, he's like he's like an anti-mob guy he's like a mob enforcer that doesn't belong to the mob and he's this big brooding monster looking guy right Mm -hmm. and so he um 
the first issue basically follows him, the goon, and his two buds. Um, mainly the one bud. The other buddy disappears like a few seconds after he gets out the boat. Um, and they go into their bar, and they kind of you kind of reacquaint your or you acquaint yourself but for them it's a reacquaintance with all of the characters and so you have this snarky woman who's like you didn't clear up the zombie problem like mm-hmm. we still got zombies right here yeah and yeah. then some guy over, uh, over at the bar is like yeah we keep some around because things have gotten so bad it's just fun to smack them around a oh bit. my god and, stuff like that. And, then, and then he like calls him by some name he's like yeah travis i smack you real good don't i like That's it's so, so weird but it's hilarious like, yeah um and it, it's it, there's there's a lot of stuff like that like there's this running gag where like um his little buddy keeps um getting like a mixture of some kind of cheese and some kind of like pornog pornographic magazine stuck in the toilet what yeah like i don't understand it's it's really and and the goons why are either of those things in a toilet exactly and the goons always like yeah it's like what's up with that And and the guy's like it's just it's it's one of those things that fate just does like it's so strange he's trying to yeah, it's it's like the craziest shit. But sorry, to keep back on the story, these are just little points, little yeah, things yeah. that are going on. But the gist of it is he comes back and there's all these gangs, like monster gangs and mm-hmm. shit that have popped up, right, again. And they're like, things are worse than ever. Like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, I've already got a list going. Uh, I just need to find a place to live. And just mm-hmm. when he says that this realtor comes in. Yep. And okay. he's a realtor that specializes in houses owned by deceased people and people have been killed and stuff like that. And have so, have um, curses on them and all this shit, right? So, so this realtor just basically picks up abandoned houses and sells them. Uh, no, 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 no. Like uh, he, he, well, he's he gets a commission, yes. Okay. But like, um, there, it's it's like usually, it's an estate. <laughs> oh, I thing see. Yeah, yeah. That nobody wants to live there because it's cursed or this was a horrific murder or whatever, right? And he sells these mm-hmm. and so he specializes in. He too is like a ghoul. He kinda, I see. Yeah, uh, he kind of looks like the dad on the monsters, you know. But like a little more gaunt. So they start looking at houses and this is how you reacquaint yourself with the whole town. It's a great mechanism, right? And they're looking at all these horrific places. Like I said, places that there's murders, places mm-hmm. that there's – but um, uh, it's it's all hilarious actually because the, the guy's talking them up. The real estate agent is talking them up. And at one point, you know, there's this showdown where this young kid throws a um, – throws something. I can't remember what it is at the goon and he turns around and and the goon's like oh you were on my list like it's good we get started early and just mm. beats the fuck out of this guy and also like the moat that he's like trying to sell him the real estate is trying to sell him on is full of like the undead so they like grab this kid at one point and hold him while the goon you know like it's just it's all this silly it's silly and fun yeah. but it's a mob story that's like silly and fun with horror mon- like horror monsters that's so <laughs> with strange. monsters um it's so brilliant though uh, I, I can't even tell you how like much fun and how just how great this book is, um. But yeah, I so just to kind of summarize because like I I've already ruined it off the first issue. You still got to read it because you're not getting the jokes, you're not getting the rhythm of the book. But to finally take him to this one, the last place after all the fights and all the everything, you know, and he's <laughs> starting to clean up the streets, right? Yeah. Uh, he takes him into this. Uh, to look at one last place and the whole time you're going there it's just like the real estate agent's like oh you know I got one place left it's just, it's like it used to be this 
enchanted, whatever, cursed this, cursed that. And then they gentrified the area and it's this. And it's just like a normal big house with a billboard on the top of it. Like it's absolutely normal. And so they get the attic in this place. And, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty cool little story. Um, The second book picks up with um, a gang of vampires. And you also learn... um, his origin story, which is essentially that he was a gangly kid um, who wanted to be in with the mob, right? Mm-hmm. And so he in the old world, right? And so, what happened that created this new world? No, no, do we in, know yet? In, in like the old world, like in like Europe. Oh, I, I see what you mean. World. Not yeah. like okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. So he in in the old country. He's uh, he goes up uh, after after doing like just years of being like this fucking pariah and mm-hmm. they all the mob guys is treating him like shit. He was always so nice to them. This one guy's like, OK, go hang this cloth on, uh, on the highest point on this like forbidden castle. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's Nosferatu's castle. That's so strange. So he goes up there and Nosferatu like uh, he, he he does it. First of yeah. all, he does the thing because he wants to be in, in the, you know, the monster mob so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like this skinny little kid and the Nosferatu, like who can't remember who he is or what he is or anything just is like, it's written really well. It's like insatiable need for, you know, like blood or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so he feeds on him and in the moment, you know how in some vampire lore, there's like the, the transfer of memories, during the act of like a, the the blood transfusion, when is he, when they suck the blood? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or they just like exchange like flashbacks. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so basically, they Nosferatu has this moment where he, like he realizes that the, that he he and this kid are like quote unquote like kindred spirits. Like they both are outcasts and we can understand whatever, right? Mm. So he gets he feeds him on his blood, the eldest vampire, you know, this kind of thing, and 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 he becomes you know this monster the goon he becomes this monster Mm -hmm. but then he's just like (laughs) like fuck you i'm not hanging out with you and he just kills nosferatu just kills him wow and he goes down and he lays waste to everybody this is his backstory Mm -hmm. he just destroys every fucking gang yeah just with his new like powers and whatever he just cleans up the streets so everyone that rejected him he wipes out he just fucking kills them all he just kills every motherfucker that ever like you know messed with him and he Mm -hmm. gets on a boat to america and it's like See you later. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's where he sets up shop and becomes the goon. And then it fast forwards to like this kid who's obviously a descendant of Nosferatu, like Vinny Nosferatu or something yeah. like that, and his stupid fucking gang. Junior the they're trying thief. to collect, right? Like they're yeah. trying to collect it, like a little bodegas and shit like mm-hmm. that. And they're like, no, I'm not paying you. The goon is back. Like, I'm not yeah. going to give you money. I'm not going to give you protection money. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, the, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so they're like, you know, what's what's going on? And they're, they're just this wonderful – the whole thing is just – from that point, it plays out in this beautiful comedy. Uh, like the whole book is just wonderful comedy with like this great anti-hero mm-hmm. whole thing with monsters and the mob. And it's like – again, it's one of those situations where you just – like you just got to – you open this book and you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. You just accept it. Yeah. And before we move on – uh, to our picks, just very quickly, the thing that makes this book for me. Eric, so Eric Powell, he he writes and draws the book. He also assists the colorist Rachel Cohen with with colors, I believe, or they do them together. However, it works. Um, 
And what I have to say about this book is as beautiful as it is, as wonderful as the story is, as you know, as much as I'm clearly into it because I I can't stop talking about it. Much kind of like the way that you were talking about Ghost Tree, yeah. except for I'm probably more on the positive side. I know I'm um, a bit of a negative person. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm like it's terrible. I, I was love it. Screaming at hypothetical people about Middle West in the Middle no, West in the I middle know. of this episode, and you're telling me that you're the negative person. Oh, no. Okay, I love okay. you. Um. <laughs> Sorry, but the thing that makes this book isn't any of those factors. It is without a doubt the color palette. Mm. It's this, these muted grays and blues browns. and browns yeah. and you know greens. Uh, and even when they they put in splashes of like orange and um, yellow and this sort of thing, there's some red in there and whatnot. But when you when they do it, oh, like it looks like. It looks like, you know, uh, a Joe Fix-It Hulk story, mm -hmm. you know, or like early, early, like before Hulk was green, you know, like Grey Hulk kind of thing in that mm -hmm. sense, like that. Um, but it's it's got that element because he also wears the hat, right? He wears a mm -hmm. fucking like beret or like a Kango hat style thing, kind of, right? Um, but yeah, it's just like I like everything about this book but the colors make it work so well the muted greens and the grays and the browns and it's so good the shadows are so nice in this book so it's like you're having all of this fun with the jokes and the fights and the mm -hmm. mob slang and the you know the uh monster folklore and all of this stuff mm -hmm. and you're in like you're in this very, very specific world. And, you know, it's just one of these things where, like, I think this could be... You remember when we had that um, surge of, like, adult cartoons? Yeah, yeah, I this, do. This should be that. Like, HBO should buy... Should option this book mm -hmm. and throw it on late uh, on, on TV. Like, yeah, as, a, as an animated... You know, like that. That would make sense. Like that's what it should yeah. be. Like one hundred percent, because people yeah, should experience this. This is a brilliant concept, um, and and it's like the oh my god, the colors are so good. I would yeah, love to see a really TV show. Awesome. You know, like mm -hmm. like this, and yeah, and I love the goon. I'm in. I'm in love with the fucking goon. Uh, you know, the same way as I was when I was a little kid, uh, with characters like the Incredible Hulk or. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always like those anti heroes that like that did it despite, you know, knowing knowing mm -hmm. that it'd be so much easier to just go the other way. Yeah, of course. Like I look like a fucking monster, like let's just yeah. let's just save the hassle. You know, Swamp Thing was another one that I gravitated towards. In any case, so I, I love this book. And yeah. I think it's great. Sounds really cool. It yeah. looks really awesome. I, I think that everyone idea. should read it. I think and, you're you know, right. It would make a cool cartoon. Albatross wouldn't be hurting from your, you know, that the three ninety nine would certainly help them. Well, they'd notice it a lot more than Marvel would. I'll tell you mm -hmm. that, or DC probably, um, or you know, paves I, the way for more cool stories. Yeah. yeah. You want to go over to picks? Yeah, let's do it. You may 
not be as obsessive as we are, so let's yeah. just stick to five. <laughs> cool. If you All want right. more suggestions, we'll talk online, yeah. reach out to us, we'll yeah, chat. Absolutely. You know, or if you think we should read something, let us know. Yeah. So okay. You go first. Do you want to go five and five or do you want to go one and one? Let's go five and five. Really? Okay, one and one. Let's yeah, let's go one right, for right, one. Right. I don't want someone listening to my voice for the next like five minutes. Yeah, no one wants to do that. Thank you. I'm I love kidding. you. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Um what what are we gonna do? Let's do ascender number two. All right. First. Uh obviously I talked about number one a few weeks ago on over on the YouTube, and I guess the main exploding earth feed is gonna have it now podcast wise on the our new comic book day top five. I talked about issue one. I thought that uh, this, that Descender uh, was a, a masterwork in sci-fi dystopian kind of um, stuff done, you know, done with, with a heartbeat, you know, mm-hmm. with a heart. And uh, I think Dustin Egoyne has a really unique style of art. I think that Jeff Lemire is one of the most prolific uh, writers in terms of output going today and uh, you know uh i think that this book it, it, it's just i fuck fuck this uh formality i want to see what's going on the solicitation mentions uh some interesting stuff uh between uh mila and her dad who's andy from the first book mm-hmm. and um i've gotten so hard into it out of nowhere because i was totally holding out for a long time i was like yeah whatever like hey, <laughs> i need to read another jeff lemire book like i need a hole in my head and then i read it and i'm like oh, i'm fucked so mm. that's going to be my number five pick, or Sweet. do we number these, or how does it? That's no, gonna be, just just that's gonna five be pick picks coming yeah. up this this Let's Wednesday, the twenty ninth. Difficult. We can't really rate them because yeah, we don't. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah. Read them. Okay. I mean, we rate things all the time, but yeah. yeah. All right, my first one is Stranger uh, Stranger Things six number one. Okay. I read that last round of Stranger Things books, and it was yeah. pretty awesome. So. I like all the covers. I know what I'm getting these. into. Yeah, I know it looks awesome. Oh man, I, I think it's the B cover with uh, like father or whatever she calls him on the cover. I l- I don't know why I like it so much. Like all the blues it looks fucking cool. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, what am I gonna do next? Uh, let's do Angel number one. I think cool. that comes out this week. All right. So everyone knows the deal with that secret. Uh, Angel number zero that came out. We posted about it on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, basically, they nobody knew that the series was coming, and moreover, knew nobody knew Brian Edward Hill was writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought he was writing a book for them called like Tooth Fairy, because uh, that's what they advertised that as in yeah. the solicitations. But the other thing was, and it seemed a little weird for Boom Studios to do it, was that the amount, I think the amount that you could order was based on, at, like the store at least, mm-hmm. was based on the numbers that you had purchased for like Buffy number three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know their print run was, or what they printed was based on uh, what the output for number Buffy number two. But here's the thing is three, four, and I'm assuming we'll see with five, mm-hmm. have actually been gaining momentum. So number one obviously always spikes. And then, you know, number two kind of fell off. But th- these issues, it's kind of similar trend-wise, where you're seeing with Immortal Hulk, but obviously not on the same level as Immortal Hulk, but um, where you see every single issue that comes out for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you're seeing more uh, copies sold because the story is really good. So yeah. I actually haven't had a chance to read Buffy Zero. I couldn't get a copy of it, sadly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, hopefully that'll be, you know, whatever. Uh, Angel, Angel Zero, rather. Um, so I'll read it soon enough. I know, I think Nick has a copy. So, Does he? Which, of course, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to, I'm going to get into that. Everyone knows, like, we're giving away Buffy 1 and 2 for our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, prize there. So, you know, no, it's no secret how much I like this series. So that also yeah, comes out this fan. week. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what Brian Edward Hill does with it. Um, I think Dan Panosian does the cover mm. on issue one, if I'm not mistaken. You might not want to quote me on that. Um, but if I'm, if memory serves, I re I like really, I remember really liking it. So cool. Yeah. Angel number one. Angel number one. Actually solicited this time. Not secret. Sweet. Okay, my uh, next pick is Thumbs. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. We were looking at this a while ago when it came out. uh, I guess, uh, what, the solicits a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman. It looks pretty awesome. It's got that kind of futuristic. It's described as a social network meets Blade Runner, which is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. So. It's a bunch of kids basically getting together and taking on the government. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, please keep talking because I'm looking up something that literally makes no difference. Oh, um, Warren Beatty. What's that Warren Beatty movie that like is like a conspiracy movie? Um, the Parallax View. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, never seen this yeah it just that cover yeah reminds oh, yeah, me of, like of the cover like the poster for the parallax view mm-hmm. you never seen this movie no i haven't a little bit well, manchurian have. candidate probably have. yeah i like it i like this movie that does look familiar yeah it's good, good it's great hair he's got he had some good hair as a kid yeah, there as yeah. a, well i guess what is he probably in his late 20s here yeah good hair but yeah he had some good hair yeah. <laughs> cool beady but yeah, that's mm-hmm. what the cover reminded me it of, does. and it totally it kind of spooked me because of that I'm like, oh, you mm. fuckers! It's like, um, remember the um, one of our first episodes we talked about it. I don't even think that like quick flips was like the quick flips that it no, became. No, we talked about how the new world got me because of that yeah. stupid like '80s throwback the cover. cover. Looked I'm awesome, like, and then oh we my god! It, like I just get me it. I paid more for that lame. cover. Too. I paid like a buck more. It wasn't lame. It was all right. I like the writer. I like the artist too. Actually, I don't like right. them. I didn't like that book. Yeah, you're right. It I didn't looked... like the character. It's because there was so many other books at the time. They were doing yeah. it better. Yeah. No, I still didn't like his character. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's fine. What's your next pick? I don't remember. Oh, Dark Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dark Red uh, number three is coming out. Basically, the gist of it is is a vampire story uh, set in the Midwest. And uh, you got this vampire working a Joe job, just trying to like hide the fact that he's a vampire, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, one day, he just he decides he he can't take it anymore. He doesn't want any part of it. And that timeline coincides with him kind of finding this um, very empowered vampire, a female vampire who's very. Um, open about her vampirical nature, you know, vampirical. and yeah, un- unapologetic, um, unabashed regarding mm-hmm. said uh, state. So it's a very much, you know, it's like if if Wanted was a vampire 
uh, comic, I guess, okay. or something. I don't know. I never read the Wanted comic. I'm basing that entirely on the Angelina Jolie. On the movie? McAvoy because movie. movies never take liberties. Yeah, so. I've never read that comic. I have no oh, fucking idea what it's about. Okay. It could be completely different. It could be. But yeah, in any case, um, yeah, it's really cool. Like, I really like it. It's like really snappy dialogue. It's quick read. I flipped through it really quickly. Mm. Um, yeah, it's one of those books that just gives zero fucks. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to make the book I want and deal with it. That's an Aftershock book, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. That makes it sense. Is. Okay, sorry. So uh, what's up next for you? Life is Strange 5. Is it an image Titan book? Titan Comics. Titan, Titan. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, yes. These this This series has amazing covers. That's usually that's what only gets thing me. I, yeah, that's the only thing I know about these books. I know that's the only. That's usually the first thing that gets me. Mm-hmm. You can sell me almost anything just based on, on <clears> the packaging. Page. Yeah, on the packaging, <laughs> and the girl's got a camera on the cover, so it looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, like the. It's just that they have cool color covers, and that it's like a video game sequel, mm-hmm. kind of like the Alien books yeah. from Dark Horse, yeah, which are yeah. baller. So why not? You know? Yeah, it's it's a good way to go. I mean, it's based on on the video games. Same name. Or it's yeah, it's same name. Now it says that it's a continuation. Me either. It just looked cool and it sounds cool. It's based on a continuation. So and I don't know anything about the video game. So I'm just gonna start reading it. And if I have no idea what the frick is happening, then I'll go back and I don't know research <laughs> the video game. But it just got me. I love the cover. Yeah, it's the okay to make cool. impulsive picks. I yeah. think that that's a that's a that's a great way to do it. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. Screw it. What's your next pick? I don't know. Have I talked about Buffy 5? Feels no. like I did. No, okay. You did. You no, did. no, I, I, I ran it in with Angel. So officially next week, Buffy the Vampire Slayer from Boom uh, number 5 comes out. And uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. I, I This... They're doing some weird shit, give you granted. Like, they're doing stuff that there's probably some fans that are like, I'm, I'm an idiot. Complain, complain. I don't care. Um, but I think like 90% of people can totally shut their mind off to like, because it's not like the series and the movie, you know, have ever really had that cohesive of a canon anyway. Mm -hmm. And, like, they literally released a fucking collector's edition DVD a few years ago for this series where because they shot the first couple seasons, I think, in a in different in a different perspective than the later seasons, there are like rooftop fight scenes and shit where you can see cameras in the shot. Really? And they did fucking nothing. There's shots where you can see like uh green and blue screen and like all kinds of like people eating their goddamn lunch and stuff. So it's like That's terrible. But if you're a fan and you're willing to re- and what to watch that garbage of a show that you once once really liked mm-hmm. because now that's like the only way that you can find it to buy it uh i think that you can deal with a little bit of canon manipulation and whatnot so uh, i'm loving it i think it's so much fun so buffy buffy number five Buffy number five yeah awesome what's next for you where am i um oh yeah okay paper girls number 29 i've fallen off reading paper girls for a bit and and then you got you i i accidentally like i honestly wasn't going to tell you that that it was ending yeah, I and know. It was like, you know what it was? It was the point break scene where Keanu fires his gun up into the air. It <laughs> mm-hmm. was like that. Paula was just like, mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with this. And then when she calmed down, she's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but yeah, number twenty nine. I'm a few behind, so. Yeah, where is it ending? Is it ending at thirty, or is it like? You would think, right? You would think if they're gonna end the series, that they would end it at thirty. Yeah. What's your next one? Oh, sorry, I blanked out there. <laughs> we both blanked out. You noticed that? <laughs> yeah, we went. We t- uh, um, crickets. The uh, what did I pick last? I think I picked Black Hammer Forty Five. Yeah, number you did. Four, yeah, you did. Which like I feel like it's getting less and less interesting every time that I'm like I pick a Black Hammer book. But this one is cool because I okay, you don't need to have read any other Black Hammer to read mm. this book. Don't you always say that about Black Hammer though? Well, generally it is because the whole point yeah. is that it happens in the same universe, but it doesn't mm-hmm. happen in the same place. Mm-hmm. Now, my gourd, I saw some of those uh, those um, covers mm. for um, Justice League Black Hammer, and mm-hmm. whoo I'm going to be broke that month because mm-hmm. I'm getting every single one that I can. You mm-hmm. know, uh, th- I that's just that's just fucking cool. Um, but in <laughs> in the meantime. Black Hammer 45, like, is in, like, 1945. Mm-hmm. And we're at book number four. This is a completely different thing. It's kind of like um, a book that we're going to maybe talk about next week if I can get my hands on the rest of the, like, the other three issues because I've only read number one. Um, oh, uh, Group of Seven, which is, like, yeah. a reimagining of the Group of Seven as if they're super spies. That's so nuts. I, I know. And, um, and so uh, maybe we'll try and get the the writers on yeah talk a little bit about that on some show at some point the writer and the artist on but um this book is basically you have a team or like something the other comparison i would make is if you're a fan of um against the day um by uh, thomas pinchon like mm-hmm. the chums of chance part i always love the chums of chance part i don't like that book through and through it's probably my least favorite pinchon but like mm-hmm. in any case uh if you like that book then it's kind of the same vibe where it's like this team of dudes with like uh and they're very like nerdy like you know super team you know um mm-hmm. that have to you know essentially like fight off like soviet threats and still like the looming kind of like uh, remaining Nazi threats and whatnot. And there's also this supernatural th- thing following them, kind of thing, like a ghost spy thing. It's Dang. weird. Um, but it, it, because it's in the world that Black Hammer exists in, it's like magic and superpowers and whatnot exist. Mm-hmm. But they're just post-war, like, super dudes. Like, yeah, yeah. the super team, you know? like. Yeah in their little red jumpsuits and everything trying to save the world. And it's really fucking cool. I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it sounds pretty, it's on issue four now. I want to say, right. Yeah, number four. What, yeah. It's number four. So yeah, go back and check that out if you haven't yet and, and, and get caught up so you can pick up issue number four this week. Well, do you have anything left or was that our last I book? One left. Sweet. Uh, criminal number five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so Did you happy. Want that, it? No, well, like uh, I, I remember that that we had a little discussion about mm-hmm. this. I'm very happy that you're getting into this, uh, um, this universe, like the grander criminal universe. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty confident that you're going to enjoy it mm-hmm. very much. Well, you sold it to me, so. Well, you know, I still haven't read number four. Admittedly, mm-hmm. um, it's here. Uh, to be honest, like most of my picks, it was the cover that got me. 
And Holland. I love how simple but awesome it is. This pair, uh, it's uh, Brubaker and Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, they... I don't know, dude. Like, they're just so fucking good. Like, they're like... It's like this prolific pairing of, like, one of my... Arguably, like, a very, very important comics writer and someone who transcends their dark vision in in the most almost romantic way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... This, this book, I said it before, it has a way of looking at the grim side of the human condition. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like these horrible things happen in, in this book, and it, but it's also... F- funny and reverent and mm-hmm. all these things and you um you leave these horrible situations feeling good yeah and each uh, many of these stories you feel as though they're one-offs but they are part of this larger tapestry and and that's very unique very much like what ice cream man is accomplishing to me yeah. but uh, in a completely def- different space like because this is very very grounded yeah and and uh, with touches of like obviously old world noir that's what's and... the, what makes me want to read it but like everything is like if you were to describe anything in any of, of brubaker and philip stuff together you have to describe it as damn whatever it is mm-hmm. like you know it's cold out damn cold it's yeah. taste it's a tasty dish damn, damn tasty. tasty the cigarette is taking too long damn long like whatever mm-hmm. it is <laughs> like it's it, that's just how that universe works is i don't know if you are reading criminal and and there the other stuff that they've done together in this universe then you are missing out on some of the greatest storytelling mm-hmm. Uh, that's going you know that's true i'm going to read it yeah. i've already picked it yeah. you just you gave me this look of disappointment like how dare i not no, have read I, it yet I, I, well <laughs> I, mean, I, I just i, st- I stole your it. i stole your moment that, no no it's your it's pick totally and i just fine. riffed on it you know? that's what sold me on it i'm not gonna say anything you're the one that already knows about it so yeah. hey perfect that those are all my picks and i got into these books late like i got into these books way late so yeah Cool. I, I, I'm on. It's going to be fun. I'm on. Yeah, you're going to have like a year's worth of reading. Like, because it's, it's heavy. Yeah, because like, I don't have don't, anything to read. You don't so. read these fast. The other thing that's great about these books is that there's a lot of value in them because yep. they're bigger books and then they have like a lot of like uh, supplementary materials mm-hmm. as well. So, um, like, they're really like a lot of bang for your buck. Yep. Any other final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't know. I'm, I I feel really bad because I just totally stole your pick. No, no. It's totally fine. Um, any thoughts on anything? I'm glad that we're back. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while and it's, time goes by so fast. Yeah. It's scary. These episodes also go by really fast. You don't realize that they're as long as they are because, you know. Because we have a hard time shutting up. <laughs> we both talk a lot. And we both have a lot of opinions. Yeah. yeah. All right damn long (laughs) (laughs) sweet awesome cool thanks sweet awesome cool yeah (laughs) thanks for listening if you want to keep talking comics with us visit explodingearths.com and reach out to us on twitter and instagram at explodingearths you can subscribe to this and other Exploding Arts podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, and any other podcatchers that you want to use so that you never have to miss an episode. And I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It helps people find the show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lumpy Face with an I instead of a Y. 
And you can reach us by email at quickflipsatexplodingearths.com. Send us your thoughts on the show, reading suggestions. Reach out to us if you're an indie creator and would like us to take a look at your book. We'll see you in two Sundays from now with another edition of Quick Clips. Yeah, that's it. So, bye. Breakfast. Hello, this is Dr. Reed Richards representing the Fantastic Four. How do you do? I'm Dr. Bruce Banner.